podcast. I know. <laughs> I can't but even we say long long. time no see. We have I seen know. each other recently. We have we not have. podcasted recently. <laughs> we haven't. <laughs> that's true. And that's what we're talking about today. I know. I don't know if our listeners have realized that we've never met in real life before. Yeah, so I was maybe we should get that out of the way first. Didn't realize that. But, but how would I guess they? it's a compliment because Yeah, like, it's the magic of online like friendship and 2019 recording skills. <laughs> it makes us sound like we really love each other. Well, podcast. we do really love each other. We just <laughs> never true. seen each other in person. So yeah, when Esther was in the US last week, she came and stayed at my house. I for know. The first time. We saw each other in person. I had to keep <sighs> my dog from running out to bum rush you with licks and kisses and wiggles. Well, we would have loved that anyway, so that's okay. <laughs> and it came. It came eventually. It, it did come. Sure. It did come very soon after when we entered the door. She was like, oh, who are these people? They smell so animal-y. So I've, my, I was at my family's house. They have lots of animals. So my, with my dog and animals, it was just a whole animal party on my clothes. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. I love it. But yes, yeah. We got she to was into Mac. it, too. Yeah. And the cool thing about it, Esther, is that it was like totally fine and normal. And from the first moment, it was like, oh, this is really normal. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, because of course, when you've never met someone like in person and then you commit to like doing like two to three days with somebody, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. huh, hopefully like everything will gel well together. Like there won't be yeah. personality conflicts, <laughs> especially with our husbands involved. There's like another layer of personalities Making that we have to sure deal that with. everyone's fine. <laughs> everyone's fine. No one's like freaking out or anything. So it was like yeah. going into it was like, but then when I arrived at your house, like all of a sudden I just wanted to like cry and I had oh. to pull it together because Holman would think something was wrong if I started crying and stuff so I was like keep he it doesn't together, understand keep it just together. crying for the sake just of crying, crying yes. which is my philosophy of life <laughs> so yeah Holly comes out and she like gives me like the biggest hug in the world I'm just like in my so- inside so <laughs> well you have been traveling and that's like so emotionally and emotionally exhausting anyway even in the best yeah. of terms Oh, yeah. And even coming from like a place where I feel like I had to hide myself and coming to a place where I could like be myself. It was like two totally different worlds and two totally different feelings and things like that. So it was just like I can finally relax. If, if well, and sense. you also like walk into my house and we already love each other and you already know that you don't have to like worry about me finding out that you read tarot. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> and like, then I have tarot decks everywhere in my yes. house, like my <laughs> living room, my kitchen, my coffee nook, like every single room has tarot decks in it. And you're like, ah, yes, yes. this is how it can be. <laughs> and so wildlings, that's what we're calling our groupie sort of people, wildlings. I have to tell you. <laughs> That we have been lied to for so many years, okay? Hmm. Many people think that Disney is the most magical place on Earth. Oh, my God. For years, I have thought that Williamsburg, (laughs) Virginia has been the most magical place on Earth, you know, going back to colonial times, historical ages. (laughs) But no, dear wildlings, the most magical place on Earth is Holly's house. Oh, my God. That is the most flattering thing anyone has ever said about me. And you think that I'm lying, but I'm truly not. And I have several (laughs) reasons that I believe this within my soul. You come armed with evidence, Esther. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So first of all, when you wake up in the morning and you come down from the guest room, there are rainbows literally streaming everywhere in the living room. And you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Of course, I know it's not like actual magic. It's like the magic of prisms in the sun. But 
like for her to have the forethought to hang prisms in a specific place in her house where they just like cast all over her living room and coming down you're like what's going on oh it's pretty shiny down here well because i am so extra I moved those around a lot when we first moved in to find the most optimum morning sunlight. <laughs> so they, they've had different spaces, but yes, I like it too. And the funny thing is that I, I love having all those prisms up in that window for morning light. But the funny, like the crazier thing is that I'm usually gone by the time that happens. <laughs> so it's like I a do special realize that. weekend Your schedule moment. doesn't allow for it most mornings, yeah. but I appreciated just coming down. I was like, What's going on? It's like it was like Pollyanna. If you have you seen the old Pollyanna where she like yeah. she hangs all the prisms up. I was like, this is what my Pollyanna must have felt like. <laughs> <laughs> it's really joyful. It really is. And I was like, why don't I have natural light streaming through my little apartment? What? How can I get the rainbows in my house? There has to be. Sunlight. Holly has we'll like a deal with some sort of leprechaun to make so many rainbows like in her house. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> and secondly, my second piece of evidence is there are like hidden geodes and crystals like everywhere. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't like in her photographs, you don't see how much like a crystal person she is. Like you'll see some, you know, she's more planty and more natural, but there are like crystals everywhere in her house. Like that by her keys, so there's like little geodes and like by her wine glasses, there's like little like little crystals. And I'm like, <laughs> how many crystals does she have? It's so weird because I don't consider myself a crystal person at all. At I all. know. I know you don't because you've never <laughs> mentioned it before. And all of a sudden I'm like, she has so many crystals. Was her father like a crystal a man geologist. or something? Like a geode, you know, not well, a geographer, geog- the, geologist. There we go. Yeah, geographer is what my husband is. Geologist <laughs> would be my, but my dad is not. My not, dad is yeah. an analyst of media trends. But yeah, the, the geode that's by my keys is from the Grand Canyon and there's like a really cute family story about it because my brother chose this geode. You know, when you go to like tourist destinations and they have like big barrels of geodes and then you can crack your own. So he chose one of those and he cracked it. And one side was the amethyst that's normally inside of a geode. And then like in the other side, it was the amethyst and then a giant quartz, just like inclusion into the amethyst. And so it was two sides and my sister was like, oh, and she's, my sister's the youngest. My brother is in between us. And my sister was like, that's so pretty. And he was like probably an 11 year old. And so she was like nine. So 11 year olds and nine year olds aren't always going to be like best friends. And he gave the prettier side to her because he loves her. That's so sweet. (laughs) And then the less pretty side just ended up being at my parents' house forever. And then when they moved, uh, they gave it to me. And now it lives in my house. But it always just reminds me of my siblings and Mm. how tender my brother is. (laughs) And you see, dear reader, this is my third piece of evidence coming into the picture. (laughs) Because she has, like, family photographs from, like, 1924 And anytime she like, she like celebrates her family and they just come into the conversation. So like effortlessly, (laughs) she like kind of includes you in that, you know, she'd be like talking about my aunt who's a flapper in the 1920s. And I just love that spirit of hers and blah, blah, blah. And like, so she celebrates her family and her ancestors. And and it's like, just like the geodes, all of a sudden there'll be a family picture or someone, something that someone drew or a painting. It's like, you like naturally like celebrate your family and your ancestors in your house too. Like, it's not like you have some sort of like altar or anything, but it's like, like a, something that comes out of you naturally and so yeah therefore that's my third piece of evidence oh that's really sweet I mean I I my my mom's family is filled with artists and so I do have a lot of art that they created in our house 
And because my parents recently moved, I ended up with a lot of family heirlooms that probably would have still been at my parents' house had they not <laughs> downsized and then re-upsized, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's really sweet because I, you know, I have all this Capricorn and Taurus energy and I want people to feel comfortable, but I feel like I can be a lot sometimes. <laughs> and so I'm glad that you picked up on the, like, like the tender magical parts rather than like, oh my God, does she really need that many coffee mugs parts? <laughs> I, I think, yes, every, everyone needs like at least 40 coffee mugs because they all mean different things. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> I've had to keep myself from buying so many coffee mugs on this trip. You have no I'm idea. sure because you keep going to really cool places that have awesome mugs. Like we went to right. the zoo, the San Diego Zoo together, and there were at least six mugs that I saw that I would have happily purchased if I'm not on this mug uh, buying cleanse that I put right. myself on lately. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of my magical experience. I mean, and of course, the tarot decks. I mean, like I had such a meaningful experience with her, like reading from her tarot. Wait, is that what tarot? Is how, tarot is, yeah. I was like, is that how you pronounce it? I, it's tarot. hard because I think it's more of a visual pun. Yeah, it is. I think so. <laughs> but it's just, you know, so I was had a meditation and then at the end of the meditation, there were some questions. I was like, well, let me pull a few cards with this question because I can't adequately answer the questions myself. And so I pulled some <laughs> cards because that was like the closest deck. And it was just really like meaningful. And it gave me closure to the person I used to be and the girl I used to be and embracing the good parts of that, but also empowering me to become the woman I am and the woman I'm meant to be. So it was Was very like pretty cathartic, like trip for you overall with all of the stuff with your family, just like Uh, being there for a couple days and stuff. It, it was like, I had to be on guard. I felt like almost the whole trip and well, at least with them and not and of course, like traveling and not knowing expectations, you don't want to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to kind of leave like a few breadcrumbs as far as um, just kind of testing the water, I was, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like the doors are very closed. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, like transitioning from that part of my life to going to your, like your magical experience, I guess I should say. <laughs> was like very healing for me and like very accepting because I think I've shared in the past where I've tried to find my niche groups and tried to find my people and never kind of found that. And then when I arrive at your place, I like had that settling that peace and that sort of, I found my people. And so it was very like, Holly. It is too early in the morning for you to make me cry. (laughs) I mean, I don't mind it. I love a solid early morning cry, but it just means so much that you're willing to share this part of yourself with so many people You know, and like all of the people who even listen to this podcast, like get to see a side of you that people who are blood related to you don't get to. And it's just it's like pretty incredible that you're able to be so vulnerable, you know, when like that's not really the way you were raised, you know, Mm -hmm. like that vulnerability of just being able to show people who you are. And it's something that you share with us. And I'm like so flattered that you're willing to. bring all of this joyful exploratory strong energy that you have to the world basically by just like being able to really be yourself oh thank you holly that's so so nice it was it was fun experience and we didn't fight the whole time we were in traffic for like four hours and we were good so i felt like that's (laughs) like you and home (laughs) 
I know. I know. Poor Esther was driving like so crazy because I live in the Inland Empire of Southern California, which is what people call this area to make it seem like more exciting. But basically, <laughs> we're like 70 miles from Los Angeles and like 60 miles from Palm Springs. We're basically right between Palm Springs and Los Angeles. And you'd think like 70 miles, no big deal. But yeah. <laughs> Esther and no. her husband went to santa monica to go to the pier and do some touristy things out there and it took them three and a half hours to get back from santa monica to my house (laughs) it is 70 miles like 70 miles you know it would say like oh traffic jam ahead 20 this 20 takes 20 minutes to get through i'm like it's like only a fourth of a mile like what's taking 20 minutes to get through this fourth of a mile i could run faster yeah, so. you really could. You'd be able to walk to my house faster in a lot of ways. It's just it's so nuts. It's true. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so you got to experience some of the worst parts of California and some of the best parts because you got to hang out at my house, which is yeah. apparently so magical. Yeah. And we went to San Diego and we yeah. did some fun stuff. What was your favorite part of the zoo? Favorite part of the zoo? <laughs> I don't know. Because I like zoos, but I, there wasn't like a big... like jam moment that I remember. Yeah, because all of the uh, elephants were kind of like hanging out. Oh, the panda was really corner. cute to see. The, the panda, panda was so cute to see. <laughs> trying to sleep, the poor baby. <laughs> I know, but they're doing all this construction. And like, I I trust San Diego Zoo to not put their animals in any distress because oh, they're yeah. a fantastic zoo. But there was one moment where somebody like sort of started jackhammering something and the panda like, like, reached out and stretched from a nap and I was like oh Oh. that is so relatable she's like I just want to sleep you guys what's going on (laughs) I know I had construction outside of my home like last fall and it was that waking up from jackhammer is not fun at all no it's not like the worst because you know it's not gonna end it's just it's not there for two minutes and gone it's there oh yeah jackhammering is like a multi-day process (laughs) if anything this is not cool no but no saying the panda was really cute i love pandas so i love pandas too i also really like the san diego zoo has this really cool area where it's actually where the elephants are where the walk through this sort of like model tar pit because mm-hmm. this region has a lot of tar pits. It's one of the reasons that there's like good archaeological evidence of what sorts of animals lived in Southern California. And so you walk through this tar pit and then they organize it based on like, here are the animals that would have been living in this area and like the, I don't know, Pleistocene era. I know that that's wrong. Don't quote <laughs> me on it. Like, you know, prehistoric, like saber tooth tiger era, not like dinosaur era. Yeah. And then they have the modern equivalent. And so there was one, <laughs> there was one little pen that made me laugh so hard because it was a zebra and a donkey. Yes. And I just was thinking like, <laughs> imagine being the donkey in that friendship. It's like, <laughs> like, like I know I'm not so cool. Glam. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The zebra is like so special and unique and beautiful. And the donkey's just like, whatever, there's gotta be a donkey. <laughs> it's like your special therapist donkey. You know, that, that friend yeah. that's always there and that's, you know, yeah. that's never asking anything from you. Yeah. That's like glamorous. Sp- I know. <laughs> it was so cute and they said they were best friends like genuinely like best friends so i know i was was like like, okay i love it and also zebras are like way smaller than i thought they'd be this is so off topic for our tarot podcast (laughs) but have you ever seen a zebra in person people they are tiny Uh, I was anyway. sad that we'd missed the uh, therapy dog with the cheetah. It had I just know. gone out of the cage. That's so like sad. something that the San Diego Zoo, I guess, is a little bit famous for. Like they pair a dog with their cheetah or their, che- I think they have a couple of cheetahs, but only one was out today or out the day that we were visiting. But um, 
And normally they have like a dog friend, but they had just given the cheetah a bone to like play with. And I can see why that might be risky. (laughs) (laughs) A therapy dog and a cheetah fighting over a bone. A little bit traumatizing for the zoo goers. That's true. Very traumatizing. (laughs) Can you imagine? But yeah. It was just like, because we saw the dog outside. We're like, oh, I wonder if that's the dog for the cheetah. So he didn't go back in while we were there. So no, definitely not. And I was like, no, I don't think it is. I'm so contrary. You were like, I bet that that's the cheetah dog. And I was like, no, it's not. Because you said it first. And then you like, were like, maybe I'm just wrong. I think I'm wrong. (laughs) And I was like, no, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, it was, why would a, why would a golden retriever be at the zoo? We can see a golden retriever (laughs) anywhere. So (laughs) a rare golden retriever. Oh my gosh. Speaking of dogs though, there's a um, podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? And it's great. I don't listen to it as much as I should, but their Facebook group is incredible. And someone in the Facebook group yesterday posted that they were trying to do a calendar with all of the different astrological signs um, assigned to a dog breed. Oh my gosh. And it was so fun, that conversation. And I was like, I hate, it sounds like such a cliche to have like a bulldog or a pit bull be the Taurus sign. Mm. But if you think about it, they're like really similar because they can be super like lazy. They're incredibly loyal. They like, it just made so much sense to me. So that was my contribution, but it made me (laughs) laugh so hard. This like sort of merging of two interests of mine, like a dog Facebook group talking about dog astrology. <laughs> like a Shiba Inu being a Capricorn because they're like kind oh. of exacting and stubborn and pains in the that ass. That makes so much sense. <laughs> it's very mouthy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it was such a funny conversation. Oh so gosh. anyway, if you guys in the Tarot Wildly um, like Facebook group want to recreate that conversation with dogs and tarot cards, I would be down. You know I will participate. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That would be <laughs> quite amazing. But then we also, so that day we also went to a dispensary so we could, you know, experience a California staple of looking at cannabis. Yes, that's true. What was that experience like? Did it seem stranger than you were expecting? I don't know what I expected because (laughs) I I feel like I did not expect for, I feel like because I've been like hookah lounges before. So I think I expected Mm -hmm. that level of like smoke everywhere. Oh, interesting. So I think I expected like actual cannabis being used on the premises. Yeah. Like sort of like a bar area. Totally. Like a lounge. Yeah. Very loungy. But, and I mean, I don't know what else I expected, but we, we go in, it's like ordering ice cream, which was much more like strange than I expected. So it was like, (laughs) it's like, he was like, what's your flavor of ice cream? What do you want? I'm like, ah, so, yeah, but, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Yeah. So, but, you know, it was really, like, interesting. I was like, oh, this is a neat way. I'm like, please, Korea, get your act together. This could yeah, be so profitable just even... for you. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it totally would. Yeah. So. Anyway, so, yeah. So, then we did that. And then we looked at pet toys for our dogs and yes. bookstore. And this is just, like, one super long day that I actually got to spend with you guys. Because you, there were other days where I was working. But the most, another fun thing about that day is that we had our first ever Tara Wildly meetup. <laughs> if you can call it that. <laughs> it was, it was like, so we had uh, two like of our, I don't want to say fans, two of our wildlings. Our there we friends. go. New friends. Our fr- new friends, Amy and Stephanie, Stephanie had messaged me on Instagram like, hey, we're kind of in the area. Do you want to meet up somewhere? And we're like, sure. And we found a good time that we could both meet up. All Both. That all four of us <laughs> can meet up. Yeah, both exactly. groups can meet up. And, it, and we went 
JJ's? Is that what it was? BJ's. It's just BJ's. like a chain. Yeah. So, but it was it had good food and like it was so fun to like meet other like tarot people because I've never met yeah. other tarot people before. I've just been Holly. Like that's the only tarot tar person I've met in real life. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I they because they have like collections the way that we sort of have collections. So it was really right. fun being able to like chat about interesting decks. And I mean, we talked about a lot of other stuff, too, but it was so much fun to meet them. And they're both really great readers, too. So if you want to follow them on Instagram, they are Talia Ren Tarot. And I'm going to mispronounce this. Kamoric? I, I say no. Komori card Kumori reader. Komori card reader? Kumori, yeah. yeah. K-U-M-O-R-I-C-A-R-D reader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they were so great. It was so fun to see them. And like that being said, if you live near us, I don't know if there are any listeners in Korea, but if you live in Southern California and want to hang out, I mean, how sad and desperate does it sound to be like soliciting <laughs> friendships? But I am around. <laughs> I am willing to meet people. Yeah, exactly. I would love to meet you guys and talk about yeah. tarot with people. And if you expect me to be an expert in like local stores, I am not that. So if you have any expertise, <laughs> I would happily, happily take some. Sometimes people on Instagram will be like, oh, you live in Southern California. What are some good shops in the LA area? And I'm like, uh, I never leave my house. So I have no idea. <laughs> I order everything online with two day yeah, shipping. I, yeah. I have an hour and a half long commute each direction. So I usually don't have time to stop in stores even though I would love to it's just not in the cards <laughs> just exhausting yeah also I did like never really thought about the fact that that idiom is specifically about tarot cards well I guess it could also be about playing cards anyway I use it all the time and every time I'm like that is so funny I'm like it's like hiding in plain sight Ooh. like is something in the cards <laughs> meeting Amy and Stephanie I was really like impressed with like even their differences as card readers because like Stephanie is like she loves Lenormand more. Yeah. And so I just thought that was really fascinating because like, I mean, of course I'm reading, you know, meeting other tar readers for the first time, but also like that she loves Lenormand. That's how she like is able to connect and things like that. And they're like very both like professional women in their careers. And it's like, yeah, wow. It's not like they're not like woo woo people in, in, you know, real life. They, they are very intelligent women and things like that. So it's like, it's like, I've just, never, watch just your never, implications. No, no, no. I'm just thinking like, I've just never occurred to me that like people with like professional careers would want to like, esoterically like read cards like it just never occurred to me I don't know why yeah except because for we both have professional careers I know <laughs> but like but we're also like very like connecting and feeling sort of people Does yeah I mean both like, work in education yeah so it's a little bit different than yeah. like some other fields but I yeah. also think that that goes to show that like a lot like we all interact with people on Instagram that's where I got my start in like reading tarot for other people and I bet like 90% of them are also working just random jobs like that yeah. they either love or that they hate or whatever, but just like in the world, because even though it seems like so much of Instagram is people trying to sell other tarot readers on getting readings from them. Like that's kind of a, yeah. a problem that I've seen. Yeah. Like it seems like that is the minority. They're just really vocal. And so like us yeah. as people who have full-time jobs that are, you know, like sort of not in any sort of like healing or mm -hmm. therapeutic way uh, or field, I guess. I bet there's just a lot of other people who like work in offices. I yeah. mean, we are kind of, I feel like I'm sort of therapeutic in my job because I'm an academic advisor. And so I do a lot of like, well, what's really standing in your way sorts of conversations. <laughs> 
Anyway, speaking of, I I think that I mentioned before that I submitted a proposal for a conference for my job about using tarot to like further define student development theory. Yes. And I didn't get selected to present. <gasps> no. Womp, womp, I'm sorry. Womp. It's okay. I thought it would be so cool, but I think it might still just be too outside of the norm, even for us Californians to have like a tarot related <laughs> presentation at a conference. I think I still might put it together and I'll just like yeah. create like some sort of fun Instagram thing about it. Because I know that there are other people who work in higher education. Like our friend Claire works at a college. And or you could also like do it as like a four week course or something like that. Like Yeah. Yeah. You could just kind of offer that as like a building your toolbox sort of. Yeah. Deal. Exactly. Because there is I mean, well, this is a story for another day. Maybe when I do create this course, somebody will want to listen to it. But yeah, there's a lot of like <laughs> overlap between sort of development principles and the uh, major arcana because it's the fool's journey it's like the heroic journey and that really closely aligns with like the way that humans develop like interpersonally and socioculturally and stuff so anyway it's just (laughs) random update that's okay update should we do some tarot do you want to like pull a card about our week or something sure i guess how can why, why don't we pull a card for our listeners that's like how to bring more magic into your life, and we each pull a card. And then Ooh, we can... how to bring more magic into your life with Holly yeah. and Esther. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're your tarot big sisters bossing you around. Get more magic into that's, your life now. That's true. I need more magic in my own life. Ooh. <laughs> I drew the Page of Cups. And I got the Knight of Cups. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Well, the difference is slight. The Page of Cups, I feel, is like more... Um, kind of that spark of creativity where you're researching and you're looking and you're searching and of course cups being emotion it's kind of like that that initial blossom and opening yourself up so it's like I feel like a little like a little flower is just kind of peeked out of the ground it's like boop 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 so and I love oh first of all I love what you just did with your hands there that was adorable (laughs) and also that metaphor is so perfect for the page of cups yeah I feel like and I really like it paired with the knight of cups because it's saying like like find that spark and then move forward with it. Yeah. Which is great. And you kind of have done because since you got back, you like decided that you were going to really settle into your apartment. Yeah. Like, even though it feels temporary, like it feels good to be in a established, like living quarters. And so you right. want to do that. Like you sort of saw that spark in yourself of like, I wish that my house felt more like a like cozy, magical place. And now you're taking actual steps to get to that point. Yeah. I was inspired by Holly. And so I was like, you know what? I even though like I feel kind of settled here, I've always felt like my little small apartment is like temporary housing because it's not a house. I mean, it's yeah, just, it's a one room thing. And so with going to Holly's house, I was like, you know what? I need to like start putting like homey touches into my house. Like so, I ordered you some candles well. and crystals <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I can always take it with me. Like that's I just yeah. don't think of that. So. Um, so you can always like, take it with you. And also it's stuff. A lot of the stuff that you buy to make your house feel cozy are things that expire. Like a candle isn't going to last a million years. Yeah. So even true. if you're just there for another year, having a beautiful candle that makes you happy is still worth it. See, l- listen to me, Taurus, you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just being assaulted <laughs> by the luxury I'm items <laughs> you need in your home immediately. <laughs> She's online shopping, like yelling at me. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. I guess with the Page of Cups, it's like finding that that little spark of joy, as like Conmory would say. Like you know, finding that yeah. little thing that kind of sparks it, and that night is like pursuing it, like chasing yeah, exactly. after it as much as you can. 
Well, and rather than just sitting there and thinking like, wow, if I could only do this, then my life would feel more magical. It's like, no, if you can only do this, go for it. Go do that thing. That's how you bring yeah. the magic in. Yeah. I also like this because it's so actionable rather than being like, if we pulled like the high priestess in the moon, it would be like, all right, <laughs> meditate on what can meditate be more magical. But this is like, see, like yeah. when you see something that inspires you, pursue that. And that's how you can bring more magic in. Yeah. We got like three solid minutes of good tarot advice after 27 minutes of me talking about my house. <laughs> well, now we can like officially like pursue our day and and, yeah. and go after and chase after something like tangible. Exactly. And not like, exactly. ooh, meditation, whatever you find is good for you sort of thing. So. Yeah. Find some. And also like, I know that like. I read some stat yesterday that 75% of Americans right now are undergoing like record low temperatures. So it might be hard to like go outside for a walk or whatever. But if there is something that sort of sparks your interest, like maybe that could just be rearranging your linen closet. That can, that can feel magical. I did that the other day and I felt so magical because then you change all the sheets in your house. Everything feels clean. Everything feels organized. And even that level of whatever feels magical. Like, oh, yeah. that's a way to bring magic into your life, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yay! We did it, Holly. Yeah! And also, just, I think that I'm not overstepping when I say that this is kind of like a bonus episode. We are going to record an episode tomorrow about the Raven Boys. So don't yes, yes. be worried that this is, like, instead of the Raven Boys conversation. How far have you gotten? Did you finish it? I, I've, I'm still, like, on Chapter 5. So I'll finish it though. Because right. <laughs> I have all day tomorrow. So we're good. We'll have a lot to talk oh, about tomorrow. I know. Though, but anyway. I have a family tree written out. So hopefully that will kind of help. Or relationship tree. I should not say family yeah. tree. A relationship tree well, we, that will help. Yeah. So. And we'll probably talk about this in the actual episode. But it, it's funny how on board we both are for like a lot of maps and family trees in our books. Like that's really what we want. <laughs> I it's kind of necessary. To... Yeah, Once you have more than like four characters, I need some sort of like reference to how they know each other. Yeah, like a spoiler-free exactly. reference. Like just <laughs> spoiler something. Spoiler-free reference. Is that too much to ask? No, I don't think Is so. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our weird, nostalgic, beloved show. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you like us, please tell some friends about us and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you have a Tara question or a life question that can be helped through Taro, email us at wildlytarapodcast at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at wildlytarapodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, feel free to follow each of us on Instagram. I am at Celestial Esther and Holly is at Holly Enchanted. Go forth and tarot wildly this week. <laughs> Yay! Bye. We love you, wildlings. Love you.